0: idp army jermaine jordan reigns at 50 shades of drunk and we are going to talk about our week three idp fantasy football waiver wire pickups it is that time of the year the season is in full swing so we're going to talk about things that went down in week two it's not completely over yet but um get you some early waiver wire pickups for your fantasy idp fantasy football leagues talk about some of the big games some of the things that we're we're seeing out here so uh, it's going to be a good show thanks for kicking it with us Um, we'll be right back As always, you know, we want to say thank you to our sponsors. If you are someone who is part of the Patreon, the show, this channel, this podcast keeps rolling mainly because of you all. Also want to thank the folks over at Underdog. If you've signed up for Underdog, if you play Underdog with us, that gives us a kickback too that helps with the production value, that helps us bring people on, put out new content, etc. If you want to join the Patreon, we have three tiers. $5 for the Black Ops tier, are $13 for the Black Ops, $5 for the Underdogs, and Semi Pro is going to be $19, I think, right now. Um, just did a sweep of my dynasty rankings, my wide receivers in particular this morning, just letting you all know. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown did get, you know, I had him pretty high, a lot higher than some people last year. Uh he was still in my tier two. But after what I've seen to the start of the season, I mean he's a tier one guy for me. There's n- there's no real knocks on his situation or his game so i'm just i moved him up a couple of players i moved down chris goblin moved down a little bit um uh, calvin ridley moved down in my rankings a little bit just some small adjustments as i'm seeing the market kind of shift as we're getting more into the win now season mode his values are shifting quickly you know i want to be able to adapt i want you all to know what i'm thinking so if you are on the patreon and you do have access to the semi-pro tier which has the dynasty index in it you will have You'll see that if you go check that out. So uh, appreciate everybody that's over there in the Patreon. If you're not, join us over there. We'd love to have you. Uh, before we jump into the waiver wire for week three for IDP, I want just, to just talk about a few things, you know, bring up a few topics. Um, one, we'll talk about some leaders. Right now, leading the NFL. And, again, remember, there are four games tonight, or there's two games tonight, four teams playing. So this might shift a little by the time you hear it. But this is what we're working with on Monday morning, or Monday afternoon, rather. So, right now, the league leader in solo tackles is Pete Werner, waiver wire darling from last week. He has 18 solo tackles. And the next person behind him is Jordan Brooks, one of our favorite players from last year. So that's kind of cool to see. Tackles for loss leaders through two weeks. Right now, this one kind of shocked me. Um, And we'll talk about him again soon. It's Frankie Luvu. Four tackles for loss for Frankie Luvu. This is a linebacker. You're like, who's that? Linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, apparently, he's that guy. He has a pass deflection, 16 combined tackles. 15 of those are solo. And 14 tackles for loss. That's why his name keeps popping up. So we're going to talk about him again here in a little bit. He will be one of our waiver wire targets. He's tied with four with Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett. That's some good company. That's some really good company to keep, Mr. Frankie Luvu. So uh, run to your waiver wires. Nay, sprint as fast as you can. Go get you some of that uh, that Frankie Luvu. Now we're going to see the pass deflection leaders. This is kind of interesting. Um, Rayshon Jenkins right now has five pass deflections on the season. Not doing much else. Only five combined tackles. But pass deflections are premium plays. Those can lead to turnovers. He does have one interception already. The next player behind him, another waiver wire player from last week for IDP, Talanoa Hafenga. Three pass deflections for him on the season, 17 combined tackles. He has three tackles for loss. That's really, really, really good for a defensive back. So we'll bring him up again, I'm sure you will see um, on this show. But there are some new players that will be coming across for us today uh, for the waiver wire, or for our waiver wire targets. Um but before we, before we go into that, I wanted to bring up one last leader. This is one you really don't want to be. But these are the sack leaders, players that have been the most sacked, uh, quarterbacks that have been the most sacked in the NFL so far. Um, Joe Burrow's been sacked 13 times. Jameis Winston has been sacked 10 times. Matthew Stafford, 8, and Daniel Jones, 8. It's I don't see that. I don't see them suddenly being sacked a lot less. Let's just put it that way. So these are going to be players whose teams we're going to be looking to stream defensive line players on. If you have a you know an injury, somebody's on by, we're going to be looking at these guys, uh, these quarterbacks for upside. Uh, sucks at Joe Burrow's in this situation. Sucks at Jameis in this situation. And some of that can be caveated with who they played. Jameis played against Shaq Barrett, Devin White. Some special pass rushing going on there, okay? So we'll we'll monitor how Jameis does the rest of the way. Joe Burrow this last week. Micah Parsons. Four sacks right now. Defensive rookie of the year, making a case to be defensive player of the year. Uh, so, you know, when you're playing that level of talent this early in the season, maybe some of those numbers get a little inflated. But right now we are... We are putting pins in those because they're still relevant. They still matter. It still happened, shall we say. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to our next segment here. I'm going to pull this up on the screen. We're going to talk about the injuries we had this last week. Um, And this is by no means an exhaustive list of anything. You know, this is, I'm one man. You know, we have a few other people behind the scenes doing some stuff. But if you have more information, if you have questions, comments, smart-ass remarks, leave them in the comments. I'd love to hear them. Come at me on Twitter. I love to hang on Twitter. I would love to hear what you have all to have to say about this. But on our injury report, the main injuries that I kind of am aware of so far after my initial kind of pass at things is Kyle Duggar had a knee injury. And we saw Adrian Phillips come in and play a lot of snaps. Okay, He will come up shortly on the waiver wire bit. Marcus May had a wrist injury. Still managed to play uh, uh, through that, I saw. But we'll have to see if that continues. Ashton Davis, you saw, did have the game-winning interception. I don't know if maybe Ashton Davis went out there at the very end. Uh, I'll have to double-double and triple-check those snap counts a little bit. But Marcus May did play up most of the snaps, I know, just based on what I was looking at earlier. Um, Devin Bush, foot injury. didn't. He was out there for a good bit, but towards the end came off the field. Robert Spillane, definitely a name to put a pin in. He has proven himself a really good waiver wire player. I mean, he's probably the fourth time he's come up on this show in the past 18 months. So Robert Spillane, if he's out there on your waiver wire, which there's a good chance he is, he could be a really good fill in for Devin Bush here. Leonard Williams, pass rusher for the New York giants went out with a knee injury late in the game. And then Quentin Williams, big Q up in the middle, both these giants interior guys went out with a foot injury. So monitor those. If you have them, obviously they're defensive tackles or interior guys. So you're probably not, like, relying on them super heavily. But still, like, you don't you, do, you don't like that because at that position, those are still some of the better guys to have. So you don't really want to play their replacements. You might have to. Maybe you find somebody that's a little bit better out there. So let's go ahead and scroll on down. So here are some players I think are potential cut candidates. This is up to you. I mean, this is your your discretion. I don't know what your league size is. I don't know what your roster requirements are. I don't know what, you know, but looking at my rosters, these are some of the players I saw. These are some of the players I've been watching, and I'm like, you know, it might be time to let cut you loose. Um, Isaiah Simmons, he only played 20% of snaps, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Yeah, he had a good overtime play, but the volume's just not there. Uh, So he shouldn't be – Wasting a spot on your bench at this point, especially if you're even in Dynasty, you know, it's it's going to get tough to hold on to him, even though he has the draft capital. Corey Littleton is not getting playing time. We thought maybe he could beat out some of these other guys. Um, he can't, unfortunately. Eric Armstead, really good season three years ago. He hasn't really done anything since then. You know, there's he, he could be a plug and play guy off the, you know, off the waivers as a streamer. if You need a handful of points. He's not somebody that's really worth keeping on your bench right now. And then Andrew Van Ginkle, this one really hurts. He's one of my favorite guys coming into the year as a sleeper for Miami. Seems like they like Melvin Ingram more as their kind of rotational pass rusher who comes in. Uh, I I can't say I blame him. Melvin Ingram is a good player. Uh, Van Ginkle was developing well, I thought, over the last year or two. But I trust Mike McDaniels wholeheartedly at this point. The man knows what he's doing. So if Andrew Van Ginkle is a special teams player under his regime, so be it. I'm okay with that. So these are some players that we may have had sitting on our bench. It's week two. You want to go get somebody different. You want to make some moves. You want to know who to cut. These are a handful of guys you could cut. If you have any questions about other players, you know, like I said, give me some context, leave me a comment. I would love to chat with you about it, let you know what I'm thinking. We will scroll down. Again, again, this is not, you know, I'm. This is not an exhaustive list. There's, you know, this is some good IDP content. Thank you so much for being here. Share it, like this episode, subscribe to the channel, you know, all the good stuff. But these are just the things that I'm very, I noticed and I think are going to be the most um, relevant to the upcoming week. Uh, and more information will be put out on our TikTok, on our Instagram, on our Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. But Frankie Luvu, again, like I said. He and Shaq Thompson, I had Shaq Thompson ranked well ahead of him, obviously, because I thought he was going to be the main guy. So this last week, Frankie played 100% of snaps. Shaq Thompson only played 92. You go back to week one, Frankie played 85. Shaq Thompson only played 75. So Shaq Thompson is not the de facto, whatever you want to call it, one, the guy. I don't know how we're going to go about you know calling this, but he's, he, 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 he's not that guy right now. Is he still worth playing and rostering? Yes, like yes. Like I'm not saying dump Shaq Thompson. But I'm saying right now, Frankie Luvu, Frankie Luvu is emerging, all right? He's getting the snaps, he's getting the he's making the plays. He's getting the points. Okay? So, that was there's an observation for you. Something I was watching from last week, looked at it first thing this morning. Nick Cross filling in for I didn't watch this game, so maybe there was some reason he only played 65% of snaps, if somebody knows let me know. I don't watch the Colts because they suck. Um, but Nick cross 65% of sets down. Um, so we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. I know I had a lot of people asking on the live stream on Sunday about him last week. Um, speaking of which, if any of you were on the live stream yesterday, thanks for coming. It was a great time. Uh, Sunday morning live stream, we had like I think, 200 ish people come through answering offensive questions, defensive questions, and just shooting the shit about football. Had, had a good time. It was a One of my favorite parts about the season is the pregame before we actually all sit down and watch football on Sundays. Zach Allen, defensive end, defensive line player for the Arizona Cardinals, 80-plus percent of snaps. Marcus Golden didn't do much. He seems to be the guy that's coming in to play for Chandler Jones now. So he could be somebody you could go pick up if you're looking for some depth, if you just want to shake your team up a little bit. Hasn't really made any big splash plays or made a difference yet, but the volume of being on the field exists for him. And my last two snap note observations that I thought were, you know, want to lead the show off with here is Mike Edwards for Tampa Bay, played 100% of snaps at defensive back slash safety. And then Logan Ryan only played 70%. Coming into the year, I assumed Logan Ryan would be the opposite, you know, number one or number A and B to Antoine Winfield. Looks like that's not the role they have in mind for him right now. Again, I'm not saying drop him. I'm not saying – but he's not an, a must-start player right now for me, Logan Ryan, the way they I thought he would be coming into the season. So maybe that's the best way to kind of explain my thoughts there. Um, okay, before I get into the meat and potatoes, I say I have some comments coming in, so I'm going to do my best, y'all, answer some of these questions, and then I'm going to get back to to the commentary and then get you all your waiver wire rankings oh my gosh y'all got a bunch of questions all right let's do this so is tua real yeah i mean he looks like uh he exists on this astral plane physical um i couldn't see through him uh he threw some balls pretty deep to tyreek um is real yeah i mean just the only thing about tua that makes you doubt tua is the voice of other people doubting tua is am i not right adrian mcfadden so i mean yeah he looks real to me i've been i mean i think i had him as quarterback 12 13 14 coming into the year i had him pretty high didn't like talk about it a lot but it's just when you give a guy who knows how to play football so many players that are so good at football and you give him a coach that seems like he knows what he's doing the upside was just not really acknowledged because everybody's like two is running on flat tires false he looked re- he looked really fucking good yesterday he beat a former mvp on the road i mean I, yes who is you don't, I don't know how much more real you can get than coming back from like 20 points down in the fourth quarter my guy so if you gotta ask i gotta ask are you okay <laughs> no i'm just kidding my guy all right lauren leonardo perez says who do i start next week i have higgins Deontay, curtis samuel kirk i have jefferson lock um, Man, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I love you to death. I'm not going to answer your start sick questions right now for offense because I need to do what I, I'm here to do. What's the deal with Jabril Preppers in New England? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's Bill Belichick doing what he does. I mean, even his linebackers this last week, I think they the main guys put like 70% of snaps. It's – it's. Ugh, ugh. I don't want it. Jabril Preppers on the bench. In Dynasty, he's on the bench. Probably going to be a good buy-low candidate in a year or two, but right now it's just – ugh um what do i do with taylor rap hold ricky what's up my safeties didn't show up yesterday yeah no joke you literally naming off all my safeties right here gotta bounce back next week Yep. I mean, that's the game it's ups it's downs we just keep riding we keep riding i have elijah mitchell bu, 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 bu. don't know what to do i'm um, sorry and i I'm, I'm saying this in love any tips all right you had three questions in a row Elijah Mitchell, Cam Akers, Montgomery, Kamara, Henderson, RB. My wide receivers are Kareem Keenan, Debo Curtis, Sutton. And I, I'm owing to my team people. I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't know either, man. Fantasy football's a I mean, I'm trying not to cuss anymore, but this is a moment where I feel like it works. Fantasy football's a bitch. All right. Like, and she cold sometimes. I mean, you can do everything right and you can get pummeled. And you can watch guys go out there and do everything wrong and they win the league. there's nothing you can do about it. So smoke up. Go make a sandwich, my guy. Good luck. Enjoy football season. (laughs) That's the tips I got. What's up with Kayvon Tibb and Dynasty? Should he and should he be DL eligible? He is DL eligible on Sleeper where he should be playing fantasy football. Speaking of which, I'm going to tell you all. I told everybody yesterday morning with Sleeper integrating now like this with Fantasy Pros, okay? And Fantasy Pros pushing people to Sleeper, we created, we Push. We promote. We branded IDP one two three scoring as a as a way to bring more people into IDP fantasy football. Sleeper bought into that message. They adopted that scoring system after we pitched it to them. We need to get Dynasty Pros to adopt that as well, since they're just latching on to Sleeper. We can say, you know what? Just pull this IDP scoring system in, put it into all your back end, legitimize everything, nice and clean. You know what I'm saying? And let's let's get this ball rolling. Um, but anyway, Tib and Dynasty, just hold. I mean, he's a, he's a rookie. He was taken super high. He's a little hurt right now. I mean, it's going to happen to guys. Um, so just hold on to him. Yeah, I'm sorry, Smith. I mean, fantasy football sucks sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't suck, though. That's the thing. Like, now you're in a position where if you start, you have to start fighting. Like, you get that comeback. Like, you can build that momentum. Like, it, 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 it's a journey. Embrace it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. There's still hope for you, my friend there's still hope for you all right i'm gonna get out of these questions get back to the 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 task at hand the idp waiver wire stuff and it's crazy because y'all are gonna start being really mad at me because i actually have like 15 more bullet points before i actually get to the waiver wire players so ah i'm sorry i love you okay i'll go through them kind of quick though minka fitzpatrick picks up right where he left off had another pick this week um you know, if people, I don't, I don't, I don't, there's not much else to say about Minka. If you've been following this channel, if you've been following my analysis, you know, for years, you know that Minka, Minka should be on your dynasty teams for dirt cheap because everybody was dumping him two years ago because he's just a free safety. Okay. Aiden Hutchinson powers through fatigue, three, fatigue, three sat game yesterday. That's big. And it's not just like a, like, and when I say that's big, like, sometimes I don't think people understand like people just don't understand defense. You'll hear people say things flippantly like, Oh, so-and-so will have a three sack game. And I've heard people say this actually about, I think it's miles Garrett. who People say this about all the time. Like, Oh, you know, he had a down game, but then he'll just show up and he'll have a three sack game. Ha ha ha. And everybody just like chuckles and laughs and they slap each other on the shoulders. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. Miles Garrett until last year had never had a three sack game. Um, People talked about it. Like it happened but it had never happened. It's, in fact, oh, I'm lying. He had one. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, I forgot he missed like a whole half a season. Man, that was tough. Mace, Mason Rudolph. Anyway, to get three actual sacks in a game is huge. Like someone like Miles Garrett, I'm looking at his career right now down here in the little corner. He's only done that twice in his career. He's supposed to be the best of the best, Right tj Washington done it a couple of times you know we already knew that but uh i brought miles garrett because people love to you know put him up there uh, as the top guy but aiden hutchinson's special i mean that's just the bottom line is he's special um he's like max crosby but like with like more skills like you know what i'm saying so that that should tell you something. Shaq Barrett, two sack game versus the Saints. I really like this for him. I said yesterday morning, you know a lot of people don't don't want to play against the Saints' uh, offensive line, but it's it's not what it used to be and especially when a team knows a team like this. I'm definitely okay putting Shaq Barrett in. I did. He had a great game. Uh, two sacks. He had a I think he had a forced fumble as well. Christian Kirksey came through, picked off Russell Wilson last night. Um, I had a bullet under here that said Russell Wilson sucks, but I, I figured y'all were smart. You didn't need to see that, so I just took it out of there. Um, Michael Walker and Devin Lloyd. Both these guys are quickly becoming must-start linebackers, yes. Um, Devin Lloyd had a monster game yesterday. If you go follow me on Twitter, you know I just retweeted the 33rd team because they gave Devin Lloyd a little shout, which was good to see. It's good to see you know, football organizations companies, brands, media outlets that are actually acknowledging that opposite of every, you know, star offensive jack wagon, there's a guy over there on defense that sometimes is a star too. So they gave, you know, all the rookie wide receivers got all that love and I'm sure PFF will put something out too later today. That's all rookie, you know, offensive players. 33rd, they threw my man Devin Lloyd on there and they threw Aiden Hutchinson on there. So just kiss to that, baby. We out here. Shout-out to Cam Jordan. He's got Cam's quarter. Check them out on 33rd. Shout-out to um, Chris Long, former Ram player. Just going to give my St. Louis Rams a little love because I can do that. All right, moving on. Devin White all the way back. He currently has three sacks on the season. Micah Parsons has four. We're talking about him like he's going to be Defensive Player of the Year. Don't forget, Devin White made sacks as an off-ball linebacker cool. All right, Zayvon Collins is trending up you might actually like want to have Zayvon Collins on your team. Um, It looks like we're kind of figuring out who that's going to be as far as linebacker on the Cardinals to replace Campbell and replace Hicks. And it looks right now like Zayvon Collins is pretty easily going to take that away from anybody that might even be coming for it. Antoine Winfield back-to-back 20 point games. I'm bringing up points here because I don't want to talk about his tackles. Well, blah, blah, blah. Points, okay? Not just double digits at a position. 20 points. That's very, 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 very meaningful in back-to-back weeks. Had him as a top five defensive back coming into the season. He's a stud. I mean, and its he hasn't even been flashy yet, and he's still going over 20 points. So I'm loving me some Antoine Winfield right now. Just hopefully you have him. Um, just wanted to give him a little shout. What to do with Montez Sweat? This is kind of tough. Um, I was looking at his numbers. They haven't come through for you in fantasy. That's just the straight-up facts. Um, he does have quite a few quarterback hits. I'll give him that. So, I mean, he's getting the pressure. I think it's just one of those things where we're just going to have to wait. Just you know, have to be patient. I don't like to be that guy and say be patient because that's such a cop-out for everything, but I don't have any control over this. Like You should be patient, even though I don't want to be. I'm not saying you have to like it. you have to want it. But I'm saying, I think in this situation, just continue to trust the process. We've seen Montez Sweat be very good, and he scores all over the field pass deflections, tackles for a loss. He doesn't just have to get sacks to be very relevant. Um, Brian Burns, another set, they're in like their fourth year now, had a career game this yesterday, 28 points. He's gone over 25 points, I believe, like once or twice. Or maybe it wasn't. I think he went over, yeah, yeah. He's only been over. I, I tweeted this out. There was an argument, not an argument, a debate. This weekend, Alex Highsmith of Brian Burns. Um, and I did some research. Brian Burns before this week, his highest scoring game ever was 26 points. I pointed that out. What's Brian Burns do? He said, Jordan, get bodied, goes out, puts up 28 points. So what do I know? So shouts to Brian Burns. I'm worried about Jeremy Chen's upside. I don't really have a lot of thoughts or comments on this right now, but it's just he's not coming through and – at a certain point when a player is not coming through for you, I mean, you have to kind of reassess your – obviously you have to reassess what you think they're going to do. Um, you, the hope can stay, but the but the, the perspective and the perception and the outs, you have to consider that there are not as many going your way as going the other way. So a little worried about Chen. Um, I know in Dynasty, he might be a player you could want to trade away. if i'm just being completely honest are both kansas city linebackers weekly starters um they both played a lot of snaps this week and they both scored a lot of points this week however willie gay is still not necessarily he can sometimes be a liability in coverage the reality is a lot of linebackers can be liabilities in coverage so I want to see if he can get back out there again this next week. Over 80% of snaps. I think he hit over 90 this last week. double check the index. I went through and updated all that this morning. Took about an hour, hour and a half. That's all in there. Game books are in there as well. Um, Denzel Perryman missed this game. Jayon Brown filled in for him. Had 10 tackles. And then Xavier Woods needs to be rostered and played. Okay. You're like, Jordan, it's been 25 minutes. You haven't said anything about the IDP players that I need to be picking up. I know. And I'm sorry. And I apologize. I'm about to pull them up literally right now. So. Here are the players that I'm kind of targeting on waivers as of right now. And Grant, again, there are four more teams playing football tonight. So there will be more information come the rest of the week. You know how to follow us. You're you're watching this. So you'll be back, hopefully. My man Frankie Luvu comes off as number one. Like I said, four tackles for a loss. All of his tackles so far have been solo. He uh he's just having a really good season as a as a as an off-ball linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. And He's probably on your waivers, so go get him. Um, Pete Werner, another good week for Pete, uh, came through for us. Drew Tranquil came through again. Both of them were on last week's show, and I'm saying this again, you might be like, oh, he's not on my waivers. And if, if if some of these guys are on your waivers, that's fine. If you're playing in a super deep league and this isn't for you, that's fine. I acknowledge that. You know, Feel free to tap out. Go watch something else. We have other content. But I found some of these guys in some of my leagues that I'm in with professional football people you know in deep dynasty leagues i mean in idp you would kind of be shocked sometimes at the quality of players that are left out there even by people who may appear as though they know what the hell they're doing myself included so go get one over on me or anyone else that you need to don't think that drew tranquil is just not on your waivers don't think that pete warner is just not on your waivers check Devin lloyd oh somebody drafted him Maybe he got dropped and you missed it. Go check. Okay, Zier Franklin filled in nicely again, 100% of snaps for Shaquille Leonard. Alex Anzalone, weird name, weird hair, playing a bunch of snaps. We like him, and we we, we like Detroit. We love that team right now. Malcolm Rodriguez, he's going to be on the thumbnail, showing my boy Rodrigo some love. He's been a good player. Uh, So far, his snaps have been going up. He seems like he's going to be a good, legitimate starter for them. So, you know, go out there and get and get him. You know, he's going to be a good player. You can probably plug and play at worst like a flex. Malcolm Spillane, like I said, we don't know what's going to be up with Devin Bush this upcoming week. Uh, so he's a player to look for on your waiver wire. He's had literal linebacker one on the week finishes. So don't fade him just because he's some no-name guy. He's still – he can play ball. Uh, Zayvon Collins, like I said, he might be on your waivers. Joe Tyrone Shoyinko. Defensive line for Tampa Bay, taking over in that JPP spot. Uh, hopefully JPP's enjoying his retirement. I, I'm not going to lie. I miss seeing him out there. Um, Rashad Weaver, defensive line player for Tennessee. Came in, filled in for um, Harold Landry, my guy. Doing all right. Uh, somebody you could probably check on. He'll, and if you're in a deep league, he's probably out there. And he might be there next week, and he might be the week after. Travis Gibson had a good game last night. I will say he didn't play a lot of snaps. But the, the thing I feel like I learned from the Travis Gibson game last night is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is screwed this season as far. I mean, he's going to get sacked so much. Um, it's it's going to be tough. So I'm looking to pay attention to who Aaron Rodgers is playing going forward. And Travis Gibson, I'm okay maybe picking him up as a streamer to play uh, for, for my defensive line. Last few players I got here, Justin Owens, another great week for him. Defensive back safety for Houston. Daron Harmon, a great week for him. Uh, another defensive back for the Raiders. He had a, a couple of big plays. Unfortunately, I couldn't pull that win out. Derek Forrest filling in for Cam Curl, a good game. And then Grant Delpit, he was on last week's show. A lot of people loved him coming out of LSU. 100% of snaps this last week. That's what you want from your defensive backs. You want a guy who's preferably playing safety, but you want the snaps to be high. So Grant Delpit seems to have taken or... That seems to be his job right now. So we are very into him. Ronnie Harrison seems to be fading out a little bit. John Johnson and Grant Delpit seem to be the two defensive backslash safeties that you want for the Browns. So my last little piece here that I have is I have some – this is kind of a new segment, and then I'll answer all the questions that are uh, over here floating around in the uh, in the chat. And then, you know, we'll we'll vibe a little bit before I shut it down and, you know, get to my other stuff I need to get done. But week three DL streamers, I went ahead, took a little peek ahead, what we have going on. And again, these guys are going to be, some of these are going to be, again, I I don't know what your league's like. If your league, these guys are all owned in your league and you're, oh, this is a 10-team league. I don't know. Somebody might need this. It's not for you. It's not for you. Dante Fowler had a sack yesterday. Granted, it was against Joe Burrow, who's been the most sack quarterback in the NFL. But he gets to go against the or oh, I'm sorry. He played the New York He gets the New York Giants this upcoming week. My goodness, I did not type that very well. Um, they had a really really rough game yesterday. Still won. Daniel Jones had a rough game though. So if you want to get some pass rush that might get you a little upside, I'm Dante Fowler, probably out there, played low snaps, but like I said, he has some upside. He did force a fumble and get a sack against Burrow this last week. Carl Lawson gets to play the aforementioned joe burrow this upcoming week um burrow most sacked quarterback in the league lawson still no sacks on the season uh seems to be fully healthy seems to be a big part of that defense just hasn't had his sacks yet joe tyrone plays the packers like i said briefly earlier aaron Rodgers has been sacked plenty this year i think he's tied for fourth in the league right now with seven um shaq barrett Coming off one side, Joe Daddy on the other, and then you still have Devin White coming blitzing, screaming up the middle, and you still might have Old Winfield out there. So I think that Joe Tyrone has a chance to be uh, to have a little bit of a little breakout this this upcoming week. Euter Grossmontos plays the Saints again. Coming back to the fact that Jameis second most sacked player in the NFL right now, sacked ten times. Gross Matos gets to play him this upcoming week on the opposite side of Brian Burns. He came off a nice week himself. And then my last streamer, this one's a little bit. Oh, that's a funny word. Trepidatious, I guess is the right way to say it. Because he's definitely like a boomer bust. Like he'll, he'll he's going to get a sack or he's not going to do anything. Justin Houston has had a sack in back-to-back weeks. Plays the Patriots in week three. Now the caveat is Mac Jones has only been sacked twice this season. Okay. But. He hasn't had to play against an offense that's probably going to be able to run up some points on him, put him in some icky situations, and, you know, make him stand in the pocket a little bit. So the Ravens, we just saw, they can score. Scoring's not the Ravens' problem. Um, It's keeping other people from scoring that seems to be their problem. So the Ravens do run it up a little bit, a score or two on Mac Jones. He's going to drop back to pass, and then the Ravens are going to be, they're probably going to be a little bit salty going into this next week defensively. So, like I said, Justin Houston, only two sacks this year on Mac Jones, but if you're looking for, a, like, a pop sack or, you know, to keep the, you know, three weeks in a row kind of going, uh, Justin Houston, you could do worse. You could do worse this upcoming week. Um, not a not a perfect matchup, but I'm not against streaming uh, Justin Houston this week. So, all right, let's see what other questions and comments we got going on over here, y'all. And please feel free to keep them coming. I'm going to try to do my my best to uh, answer them all for you. And, and like I said, everybody just, you know, if you want to support the channel, you can leave us a five-star rating, a review, a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, join the Patreon, become a member, leave a super chat. All of those things are awesome. And we appreciate every single one of them. So thank you. Thoughts on Michael Walker? Yeah, I think I brought him up. Uh, and he's, he's, he's headed towards an every week kind of start kind of guy. Um if he's on your waivers, you know, don't, don't let him sit there too long. Uh, you might, somebody might let him fly on the radar one more week. But Jacob L says, what are your thoughts on Kyle Hamilton and Dynasty? Um, I looked at him this morning. He only played 55-ish percent of snaps, 55-ish last week as well. In Dynasty, I'm still very bullish. But I think that he's surrounded by players that are, Known veterans, commodities, Chuck Clark. You all know I love Chuck Clark if you've been around for a while. And then we saw uh, Marcus Williams be very good yesterday. Um, so when you have guys that are known commodities that are high-level players, I mean, you kind of have to earn your right to get on the field, and they're older than you. I mean, you're, he's still a kid. No shade to Kyle Hamilton. He's a kid. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to have his time to go out there and play 100% of snaps eventually, you know? Some of these guys they don't have so much time. Um, and you train and train and train to get there. And then if you're the most ready, that's who plays. I mean, that makes sense to me. So um, Space Monkey Mafia says it's one, two, three scoring, deflections, assist, tackles. No, IDP one, two, three scoring for y'all that are in here. I'll show you very quickly. Um, <clears throat> is right here. It is. Oh, my gosh, where is your comment? One point for quarterback hits and assisted tackle or assisted tackles. Two points for tackles for loss and solo tackles. Three points for forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, passes defended, safeties, and block hits, and then four for sacks, interceptions, and touchdowns. Um, You know, and then those can be further broken down into essentially impact plays, which are all of the three-point plays and the six-point plays, plus the tackle for loss, because those actually end up stacking with a solo, so it ends up being four points. And then all of them I call just the the basic plays, which are your QB hits, and then your your you know you just your tackles, your solo tackles, and your your assisted tackles. Those are high volume, low equity plays. Um, and then as you get more rare plays, more meaningful plays, turnover opportunities, true turnovers themselves, moving the line of scrimmage backwards, scoring points. Those things are worth more. And um, so this is the this is the default that uh, this is the default standard scoring that sleeper uses uh they've used it for two seasons now it's been going really well here's a lot of positive feedback the only negative feedback i've literally ever got on idp123 scoring came from other idp analysts who were just salty that they're nice that they didn't want to actually do the work there we go i said it anyway um diablo went off yeah he was on the he was on the list last week he did go off i had some people asking about him i think I had somebody kind of That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I mean, he seems like one of the guys they like there. Again, it's not always about what I like. It's not about what you like pay attention to what the coaching staff seems to like pay attention to what teammates seem to be saying you know these are all again like these are this is my qualitative analysis versus my quantitative analysis soapbox that I literally live on is the numbers in football are the same for everybody nobody gets information that is not available to anybody else okay so when people get on twitter or get on their shows and all they do is regurgitate raw information that's not valuable to me it's not um context qualitative analysis again you can send me that spreadsheet i don't need to hear it from you what do you think about it that's what i want to hear from you you know what i'm saying so i'm different um diablo went off yeah sometimes the numbers point to things not going that way who cares okay sometimes you just got to go with your gut um and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Ooh, it's a poor process. Uh, OK, sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Moving on. Cameron B. I'm in a 16 team full PPR league. Can you please tell me if I should make some moves with my roster? I'm about to go 0 two is AJ Brown doesn't go off tonight. Man, that's a big question you got coming through here. Um, But you know what? I'll answer it. I'm like that. My roster is Burrow, CMC, Saquon, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, Dawson Knox, Eagles, DST, and Dustin Hawkins. For a 16-team league, that sounds like a pretty beastly roster, my guy. My bench is Daniel Jones, Brandon Ayuk, Naeem Hines, Rondell Morton, Joku, Hamler, and Alexander Madison. I didn't see any defensive players there, my man. Um got to fix that. So what is your actual question? What would I do? Moves I would make? Okay, moves I would make. Um, I'm 100% moving uh, CMC off my team. This is the last year. I mean, he's 26, 27. I mean, it's just, there's just, he doesn't go up anymore. Like the value of of CMC doesn't go up anymore. At best, you're at a plateau. The reality is it's probably already started to go on a downturn. So I'm getting out of the CMC business, especially if you have Saquon already. And if you can get a little bit of a haul back for that, it's going to insulate your team. And on a 16-team league, Even the smallest bit of insulation is going to give you a massive edge, in my opinion, because, you know, you have somebody loses one piece on a a roster this size. You can't replace off the waiver wire a one for one. You might be able to get 60 percent, 70 percent of some sort of production, but you're not going to be able to go one for one. Um, Not likely. So I'm okay with moving Christian McCaffrey. And he's probably your best player to move because you're going to get the most for him. Hope that was helpful. Ryan Green says, I lost Jamal Adams for the year and traded Jeff Wilson for Harrison Smith. I never would have started Wilson at RB, so I basically turned 10% of my fab into Harrison Smith pump. Yeah, that's that's a good flip. Jeff Wilson ended up having a decent day, but if you need Harrison Smith, I mean, he's a top three to five option every week at his position, um, and that's going to be a little bit of an edge over Jeff Wilson, who's probably a top 15 option every week until he's not, until he's just irrelevant. Which Harrison Smith will never be, so not bad. Space Monkey Mafia. Do I do you think DL Sam Williams will ever be a full time starter opposite to Marcus Lawrence on Cowboys? I don't know. I really that's I don't know. You ready to drop Chandler Jones for Robert Quinn? Travis Gibson or Preston Smith. Am I dropping Chandler Jones? No. I mean, what did he do yesterday? He, I mean, he didn't have a massive game like I was hoping, but, I mean, seven points. He played 78 snaps. That's a lot of snaps. I'm I'm keeping him in. Um, Travis Gibson only played like 30 snaps last night, so definitely not. And then Preston Smith, I mean, he only shows up on fucking primetime games. That's why anybody even knows his name. Sorry, Preston. I mean, you're a good pass rusher, but come on now. So no, I'm not. I mean, I might for Robert Quinn, but I mean, even that, just outright dropping. No, I wouldn't outright drop Chandler Jones. Not somebody that's played almost 150 snaps through two weeks. Cameron B my bad. I have Kareem Hunt as well. Same same analysis. Dump CMC. Thoughts on Jesse Bates? I mean, same same as they kind of always have been. You know, you know who and what he is. A little less upside, maybe. Um then in the past, I somebody I saw some people commentating again, it's it's a variable. Someone said, you know, maybe he's not playing as hard this year. He won't play as hard. He's gonna make the business decision because he's on the tag. So that's something to think about. So I still love him long term, love him on this team, but and this this last week I, I'm gonna keep watching, but he's never really been a dynamic sort of disruptor as far as contacting the players does that make sense um like a strong safety would force fumbles those kinds of things he's more of a finesse guy a free safety you know sack or not sack interceptions pass deflections things like that um still gets his tackles and all that but probably a db2 rest of the way db3 flex kind of guy just again we're gonna have to watch and see how it develops how he plays and I, i really haven't had a chance to dig into this game yesterday with them um Wow, that was a weird game. Ryan Green says, drop Chuck Clark for Deshaun Elliott or Grant Delpit now or let it ride with Chuck, even though Marcus Williams can't look big plays at points. I would stay with uh, Chuck Clark. <clears throat> Thanks as always, Jordan. You're the man. Appreciate it. Um, wow, Saxon interceptions are th- six points each in one, two, three. Yep, sure are. Highsmith ain't the same without TJ. Shit, the Steelers ain't the same without TJ. It's his fucking team. They're now 0-5 without him, right? Imagine thinking that there was a better defensive player anywhere on the planet at football than TJ Watt has been over the last three years. Just imagine the type of mental gymnastics you have to do to arrive at a name as the most meaningful, impactful player in football that isn't. And you land somewhere that's not TJ Watt. It's wild out here in these streets, yo, it's wild. What up, bro? Yo, Drew, how's it going? My guy, appreciate you all coming through, having a good time, answering some questions. We'll have this up on the channel or this is the channel. We'll have this up on the podcast feed in like an hour. Um, We'll be back later this week with the underdog show. Did pretty good on underdog this last week. I'm going to be back with the ranking show later in the week. Um, And obviously, I'm on Twitter doing my thing. Love talking to you all. Ken Vasquez says, Hobbs or Jalen Thompson at DV for next week? Give me Thompson. Justin Slosher says, you're my favorite ID. Who's your favorite IDP rookie to hold in Dynasty? That you think could be going off in the future. I still kind of like Chad Muma just because I don't know how long, uh, you know, Ola going to be around per se. He could be a, in a situation kind of like Cody Barton where he comes into the league and he just, he us around. He sits on the end of a taxi squad for two or three years and then boom, you know, he's relevant. So that's a name I'll, I'll throw out there. Thank you. That's for, thanks for all you do Jordan. My favorite IDP content on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, IDP content is, is coming. You know, I post something yesterday on Twitter. I mean, I don't get any love on Twitter from the, the fantasy community, but it's whatever. It's funny because I know they all interact with me and watch me and follow me because they'll all DM me about stuff. But, you know, I'm a bit of a rabble rouser. But I posted something about, I just screenshotted like our last eight or nine IDP videos. They're all over a thousand views. One of them has like 4,000 views. How can you sit there as a, a huge fantasy football legacy brand and say, In earnest, the IDP, like there's no, there's no desire. There's no, there's no, what's the right word So demand for IDP content. People are literally starving in the desert for this shit. Y'all just don't want to do it. And the reality is, and I've said this forever. The real problem is the guys at the top can't distinguish good IDP content from bad. So they just bring on an IDP person and the IDP person just makes stuff. Is that how your business got big? Is that how your brand took over the industry? Just letting people do stuff? No. You had a plan. You had a design. You were intentional. You focused on it. You made it a priority. It's not hard. It's a a decision. It's a choice. It's a choice. False. It's not. Everything's complicated when you don't know anything about it. All you have to do is be introduced to it properly. And you can do it course it's complicated if you've never been introduced to it if you don't have any information around it no infrastructure no education yeah but i mean would you be good at football or fantasy football without all of the infrastructure all of the content all the optimizers tools people creating rankings all the models no it's not complicated you've just been educated in it they've given you the tools to succeed all somebody has to do in the position of power is make a choice to do that on defense. Poof. I become irrelevant. Somebody smarter and prettier and faster and sexier than me will do this. But until then, we'll run the market. IDP Army will run the market. We're cool with that, ain't we? Y'all fuck with, I'm trying to cut the cussing out. We'll run the market. But when y'all ready, hit me up. You don't even have to hire me. Just DM me. I'll tell you who's good out there. Don't do this on your own. You've been doing it on your own too long. Mm -mm. You need help. Hit me up for a consult. Anyway, (laughs) at work, wish I could stay. Hey, appreciate you, Drew. Um, Thanks for the advice. What are your thoughts on trading CMC and Cooper for Kamara and Amon Ross St. Brown? Alvin Kamara is trash. You don't get me. No. Amon Ross St. Brown? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Get out of the 25 year old pass catching RB that was good three years ago business. Okay. That's CMC. That's Alvin Kamara. Um, fuck, who else is right on the cusp of that these days? That's Dalvin Cook. That's Joe Mixon. Get out of that business. That's not what you want to be doing. This is a like the plateau is here. If we're here, it's going, it's only going down. Don't bring more of that onto your team. Amon Ross and Brown. Yes. 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 Hey, do you think Cody Barton will be more productive than Brooks? I don't know. Could be. But I mean, I mean, what, what, I mean you know, what if it's 201 points to 202? I mean, I don't I mean, they're playing really similar roles on the same team. Um health, you know what I mean, and and speed. Who's in the right place at the right time? I love them both right now. Derek Forrest, any thoughts? Is he just relevant until Curl comes back? I mean, it's funny because everybody who loves Cameron Curl now and says that he can't lose this job are the same people who last year said he couldn't even have the job. And now Derek Forrest isn't. So I, I don't know. I, I think Derek Forrest is, is all right. Uh, I think that if he, I think if he owns the job, takes the job, it's going to have to be taken away from him. Does that make sense? So every day that Cameron Curl is not around to take it back, the grip, that Derek Forrest has is stronger on it. Does that make sense? So I like Derek Forrest right now. He's still on the, on the pickups for the week for the IDP waiver wire. Um, curl, we'll have to see. Just something to monitor. Had a down year last year. People were already kind of off of him after his rookie season, again, just because for whatever. So it's funny to watch him kind of overcorrect now and just be like, oh, no, it is Curl. He's the only thing that matters. I'm like, a year ago, you guys say fucking chum in the water idp i already talked to you about that keep lou vu or Rashawn evans in dynasty why not both what's up um i'd be curious to know more context around that nascar fantasy live okay any cbs that you would recommend to take off of waivers I, i mean i'm asante samuel um Uh, Rasul Douglas looked like he was doing some things last night. Um, what, you know, CB is one position I struggle at and either that or they are very inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. You know, that's why I tell people I don't do the whole, I mean, I know there's a a small faction of people that like stream corners and stuff. That's too much work. You want to talk about complicated IDP. That's complicated IDP where you're streaming every position and you're no. I want a plug and play guy. Guess who I drafted a cornerback in all my leagues in NASCAR fantasy live. And I'm not saying it's just to be an asshole. Kenny Moore, Marlon Humphrey, Trevon Diggs. Poof. My life is very simple. I play them and I don't think about it. You know, if somebody else wants to write a 10,000 word article every week about some guy coming off the bench that might have a good game, that's fine. I don't need that in my life. I just draft the good guys and I play them. That's how you win. He's not, you know what I'm saying? So off of waivers, I saw Asante Samuel has been having some good games. Legarius Sneed, if he's out there, if people are still like not in on him, he had a he's playing more kind of like a hybrid safety role. Um, another cornerback that I kind of like. Um, Bobby McCain on the Washington Commanders. I saw he has a, a CB designation some spots. He's more of a traditional safety. Another guy I like there. Um Yeah, I mean, that's Jer- Jer- Ter- Ter- Teron Johnson. He was another guy I liked a couple of years ago from the Bills. They're going to put people in bad situations. He's going to have to throw on them a lot. So there's a handful of guys that might be on your waiver wire. Hopefully that – some more of those guys is out there probably. Ken Vasquez, grab Michael Walker now or give another week. Just go for it now, man. If you got somebody to drop, you know, if, if you're already thinking like that, you don't want to be in that like situation where you're like, oh, hopefully I get him. Just go get him. There we go. Corey, is, Corey agrees. Ken, grab him. Don't run. Don't run. Don't walk. <laughs> hmm. Ryan Green. One of the guys in, in my live draft was complaining about not finding good IDP content. Yeah, tell him to complain not to you and your friends. Tell him to get on the internet and start adding the ballers. Tell him to add. Just tell him to add everybody. Okay, don't quit bitching where nobody can hear it. (laughs) I wanted to drop your name, but I couldn't because it would make him and his wife way better in my league. Oh, the pain, my guy, the pain of that statement. You don't even know. All right. It's such a two edged sword. It's like maybe I should be fucking worse, you know, and then maybe people would be like, well, this guy's okay," You know, I mean, tell him, just do it. Tell him. Come on, Ryan. Don't be a coward. Give them the weapons so they can beat you. <laughs> oh yeah, looks like uh, Ken agrees. Sounds good. Thanks, man. From Cameron B. Appreciate that. Wow, this has been super fun, y'all. They're straight up like, man, there's like forty people in here right now. That's more than we even had yesterday streaming with us. Um, having a damn good time again. There's no demand for IDP content. Says who? You. Nah. Open your eyes. If you build it, they will come. It's like a what is this? A how many billions of dollars are there in f- football? I mean, there's millions, billions even, and half the players just completely left off of the whole defensive side of things. It's wild. It's wild. But you know what? Low-key, this shit is changing. Just look around. Just go check prize picks. They're hip. They know what's up with the defensive fantasy, real money sports games, whatever. I don't know how we gotta categorize it. It's coming. All right. So I appreciate you all. I want to keep talking because there's so many people here, but I also don't want you guys to be like, man, this guy's just rambling on and on and on. He's so fucking annoying. Um, oh, a couple more questions. Okay, I'll answer those and I'll get out of here. <clears throat> Jay Wiz, and again, help keep me honest with the cussing thing. I'm trying to bring it down a notch. I think I can still be passionate, you know, like a Shannon Sharp, without being crass like Gary V. Uh, okay, Jay Wiz, 2000. I got Von Miller and Hertz going against Josh Allen tonight. Down 13 points. Wow. You might – that's not a bad – I mean, you, I could see Hurts and Allen going head-to-head. Vaughn's going to be tricky, though, because Hurts doesn't get sacked. He have, got sacked once two weeks ago. Uh, you know, We saw Aiden Hutchinson had three sacks this week. Couldn't even get his hands on old Jalen Hurts in week one. So Vaughn's going to be in a little trouble. It's going to be a little slippery tonight. We'll see how it goes. Um, don't count yourself out yet, Jay wiz Mixon for QB – Tug, Eugene, my guy. I don't know what that means. Is that like QB Tua? Is that what you meant? Um, Because I probably wouldn't do that unless it was super flex. And I would one hundred percent do that. If it's just a regular league, I mean, I assume you have a decent quarterback. Don't buy high. And if you're gonna buy Tua, y'all listen. This is if I you don't take anything else away from this. If you're gonna buy Tua, don't buy him today. Don't buy him tomorrow. Okay. You've had years to buy Tua. There's no reason to get out there and, you know, pay a 50% premium on him today. Give it a week, give it two. Wait till he has one of his two touchdown games, not a six touchdown game. Okay. There's some advice. Do with it what you will. I say that he'll probably have like three, six touchdown games in a row now. Let's get your boy some likes. Yeah, I pre. I, that's a good point. You know, if you're watching this and you haven't liked this video. You're not going to die and go to heaven, okay? You're going to go to the other place. So if, let's fix that right now. Hit that like button. Also, you could subscribe. I mean, you know, like I said, start adding sleepers. Start adding my fantasy or fantasy, pro, uh, fantasy pros. Tell them to get IDP123 integrated. Tell them quit quit playing with us like that. Say it's time. Say it's time. So, wow, one, two, three. How do you like Teron Johnson versus some of the other DBs on your waiver wire targets? I mean, again, it's if you're in a cornerback-specific league, you're obviously going to want to lean towards a guy like that. He's on a great team. Buffalo's going to put it on people all season. They're going to have to throw against him. Um, so for that purposes, I mean, I like him. But, I mean, I don't know who's on your waiver. And every league's so different. I mean, I tell people this all the time, which is why fantasy football is so easy for analysts to win in the summertime because nothing happens in the summer. Everything's static. So you can just have a take, and that take is just right. And then week one comes, and it's like – you know the paper paper cards you know the paper house comes falling down um but i don't know who's on your waiver wire some of the other guys that i put on there for my targets i'd probably still take Hafanga over he's out here at the bottom right there i would take him over teron johnson and i would probably take josh jones who's also right here over him um and i And that's probably it. Delpit and uh, Derek Forrest. I'm probably not going to take them over Teron Johnson. I'm not going to take them over Johnson. I probably take Johnson over them because we know Johnson's role is secure. Uh, He is a starting slot corner for them, period. Um, (coughs) Sorry. Um, What's his face? I was just talking about. Oh, no. What did I press? Um. Derek Forrest, you know, there is a chance that he could lose that role, that job. We don't know that, but it's not locked in kind of the way it is with Teron Johnson. So, but hopefully that answered your question. I know, bro, Hurts is slippery. Yeah, you're telling, I mean, like, there and it's so important to adjust quickly in fantasy football. Like, the people out here that are still like, Kyle Pitts is still good. No, he's not. Not only is he not still good, he was never... Good for IDP, for Fran, for fantasy. OK, now don't send me his player profile or screenshot. I don't give a, a hoot. OK, don't send me his forty. I don't care. OK, let's talk about him playing football. He scored one touchdown last year against John Franklin Myers, an interior defensive lineman for the Jets. And he finished as tight end seven, getting all the targets with a better quarterback than he's got this year. No wide receiver one, no wide receiver two to compete with, tight end seven. And people tried to make it seem like he was going to go up this year. He's going to get better. He's going to score more points. What happened to regression? Two years ago, if a player had even a a year as good as the one they had before, they were going to regress. Kyle Pitts, though, he goes out there and he literally raises the bar. And what do people say? Just wait till next year. It's going to go up even higher. What? Then what the fuck have you been telling me in the last three years? And again, bleep out the curse word. Working on that. We're going to be better. Just saying, adjust your expectations based on what you see. Don't just listen to me. I'm insane. Okay? You have eyes. I say something crazy, go watch. See if I'm crazy. And then come back, tell me, because I need to know. And I'll do the same for you. Okay? Love y'all. Corey Rideout. Everyone has everyone should consider grabbing Epps tonight. Ooh, that's a good player. A good player to put on this list. Um, if you have someone worth dropping, looked great last week and his value should be nice, Ugh. could go up a nice bit from tonight's game. That's a good play, you know, and that's and that's in season fantasy. You know, it's these are the movements, these are the plays, these are the variables that you can control. Pickups, drops, get in early, get out early, sell the top, buy the bottom. You know how it goes. Would you drop Cameron Hill? No. No. NASCAR fantasy life. He was the number one linebacker. He was a top three linebacker last week. His counterpart this week had a great week, Christian Kirksey. It's going to be great for them both all season long. Playing for Houston, knows to get around the football. No, no way. My man, you crazy. I mean, unless you're like running like a two IDP flex spot. And then, I mean, again, contextually, there are obviously – times when that might be an appropriate move jeff rodrigo says i have khalil Mack, jordan brooks fred warner and b jones that i started this week i have chanel rodrigo lloyd who's chanel lloyd chin petrie and hafenga on the bench and jay simmons on ir should i be looking for waivers Two waivers or sit. Um, I'm kind of not really understanding your question. So starting one DL, two LBs, and one DB. I mean, okay. So you're looking just to start one of these guys? So you already started your DL, you started your line. I mean, I I think I don't I wouldn't go to waivers. You have a lot of really quality players here. Um Petrie trending up. Hafenga trending up chin I mean not somebody I'm super excited to start every week but I'm would rather have him on my team still than put him on waivers so hopefully that kind of answers your question I mean if you're just looking for some reassurance that your' you're stable your core you know of your IDPs are good that's a pretty good IDP core you know Jordan Brooks lean it up perfect. Fred Warner as a two, fine with that. Rodrigo trending up. Lloyd, you might have a really good player there. If it's Devin Lloyd, even if it's the other Lloyd, uh, Leonard Floyd. I guess that's not Lloyd. That'd be Floyd, Leonard Floyd. Um, so I, I think you're doing a, uh, doing all right. Keep cruising your waivers. You never know what's out there. And if something better's there, take it. Don't feel guilty for it. Take it. Play it against somebody. Win. But... As of right now, I wouldn't just be like making a move just because you kind of had a down week with Fred Warner and uh Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones' snap count was weird. I need to look into that a little more. I was when I was putting it into the index earlier, I noticed um he was like around 65%. So I don't know if he got like I didn't I don't know if he got knocked out of the game or something or if they just moved away from playing him as much, which would make sense if they did do that, given his skill set. Um, and kind of how that game was going for them, but uh, still, I'm not like dropping Brandon Jones or anything. I just can't victory lap him this week like I did last week. It's Devin Lloyd. Yeah, he's in a good spot. Loving some Devin Lloyd. Jonathan Lee, would you grab Epps or Hafanga? I mean, if you need somebody tonight, it's Epps. You know, I mean, I don't think you can pick up Hafanga until probably tomorrow, or the next day. So, depending on what you're trying to do, you might pick up Epps. Tonight, just to have him on your team, you know, if he gets hurt, if he sucks, drop him, pick up a fanga if he's still out there. Jeff, I have Nate Hobbs, Frank Louvu, and Derek Forrest all on waivers ATM. Ooh, okay, that's... I'm interested in Frank Lou. I'm seriously interested in Frank Luvu right now because we could be looking at, like, a Denzel Perryman-type situation where he just was nobody all offseason and he finishes the season as, like, the one. So, given some of the guys you have on your team, I'd probably. Well, dro- oh, Justin Simmons on IR. I'd consider dropping. I might drop Rodrigo. Tough spot. Razul Douglas drop ball might swoop up for us. I don't think he's dropping. He's a cornerback. So I don't know if he's like totally drop ball if you're not. But I mean, if you have the option to play a, a safety, like a defensive back over a corner, as, like a general piece of IDP knowledge. You should like always do that because their baseline is generally higher. And I'm not like talking to you like, like that because I don't maybe maybe you know that maybe you don't maybe some other people here don't know I don't know I'm just that's good and for useful information something I didn't know early on or even after a year sometimes playing IDP so I kind of started to realize so sharing that Jay Wiz y'all talk about the maniac yet I got him and TJ on IR yeah I mean it ain't pretty out there um for him or TJ um especially given uh, the cost to get guys like that on your team but week two, there's still light at the end of the tunnel. Um, in dynasty, my my suggestion would be T.J. Watt. Just hold, 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 hold. Never get rid of him. Leonard, I I'm okay with I'm okay with peddling Leonard if you if you need to, if I'm being completely honest, because he's another one of those players where I think his value right now is I don't think it can go up any higher. You know what I mean? And let's just say it is plateauing. That's fine. How long do you plateau before you start going down? So something to think about. That's a personal decision. You know, and you might, again, I always say this. You might, you know, we're fans of the game. You might be a Colts fan. And that might be sacrilege. The idea, like the idea of dropping or trading TJ Watt. Like you could literally like call me and say, I'll Venmo you $500 if you trade. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. Because on this dynasty roster, we're going to terrorize this league for a decade. All right. Take your money. I don't want your money. I want your tears. I want your sadness. I want your pain. (laughs) All right, y'all. I know I'm a little wild sometimes. I got to chill. All right. Jeff Rodrigo says also. That is Leah Chanel from KC. They're a oh, second for round uh, pick from sure I forgot. I don't know anything about him, really, if I'm being completely honest right now. So he might be a droppable kind of player. Um generally speaking, the defenders for the Chiefs aren't really good for IDP. The linebackers right now are kind of proving that wrong. Um Daniel Sorensen did have some some plays a couple of years ago, but you they're usually kind of like more replacement level guys, especially with the pass rush. But I don't know. I'll keep an eye on him in the next Chiefs game I'm watching. I'll try to hopefully pull some some more um, thoughts and context into what I just said there. Smeter says, how do you feel about starting Kayvon Thibodeau right now off the bat in week three? Start nine IDP league, and I have other options like Wilkins and Robert Quinn. Waivers are super thin. Um, Let's take a look at who Kayvon plays this week. First game. In the league, he gets to go up against Dallas. Uh, Dallas, I mean, if you have better options, I don't want to put him in week one. That's where I'm at. And start nine IDPs, though. I mean, if you want to get froggy, I mean, you want to get crazy, you could. You know, and if you have Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, now I wonder, are you a Giants fan? And that high will be just a little bit better. If he's in your lineup and he gets his first sack. So, I, again, I don't know. That's tough. Um, that's a tough decision. I would probably sit him just to see what happens. But I understand I understand wanting to just play with your new toy. So, <laughs> sweat and D Hunter on my bench. Man, your team is rocking, bro. I mean, your team looks out set. You don't need my help. Yeah. it got to be a dynasty team. All right, kid meathead. This is the last question. I'm going well, to say that and there's more. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Oh, somebody's spamming. I'm going to answer the last two questions, y'all, and then I'm going to I'm going to jet set out of here because I got stuff I need to do. But this has been an awesome time. I appreciate everybody that's come through. Come through on Sunday morning. Check out the podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe to the channel. Uh, play Underdog Fantasy with us. That's honestly like my obsession right now is Underdog Fantasy because um, it's so fun. Uh, even though I appreciate your insights and all the stats and info from years ago that you gather, I knew I should have played Lulu Diablo instead of Quincy Williams, like you advised. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. Mistakes were made. I made my own mistakes. I've made, and I'll make more, but you, you got me. You got me. (laughs) Luvu. But I'm still winning my matchup by 40 points. You're coming here and throw it at me, but you're still winning by 40? Come on, my guy. That's a big dub. That's a huge dub. What's up, Jordan? Grugio busted. I was hurt. Marcus Williams, Baltimore DB ended up being face gold. Yeah, and he got hurt there at the end of that game, too. I don't know if you all saw that. So I'm kind of worried about, like, if he's going to come back or not um i didn't put them on my list i should have oops my bad not perfect y'all gotta stop asking me questions this thing just keeps popping and popping and popping my week two idps nate winfield garrett bobby wagner jordan hicks miller left to go you gotta not yeah you're gonna get some good points there last two, get this spammer out of here yeah i don't know how to do that um actually i think i can block user okay cool did it work on y'all's end i'm looking at something different than you all looking at so Sorry about that. Doesn't happen often. <clears throat> Appreciate it, homie. And the CBs, I had maybe upgrade. Awuzie is an interesting pick. Um he has he has a lot of, he has a pretty good baseline for a cornerback. Um so I'm I'm somewhat interested in him. Alexander, his name just comes up too much and it's just he's just one of those guys that NFL media people, just he's a name, they just pluck. And they're just like, J.R. Alexander, he's amazing. He's the best. Is he going to shut down Justin Jefferson in week one? How is Justin Jefferson going to beat J.R. Alexander? Do you watch football? No, but I do have access to PFF. Okay, that's cool. And there's a place for that. And we're proud of you. And we love you. All right, y'all. I'm starting to make an ass out of myself. So this has been awesome. Like I said, this is my week three IDP waiver wire targets. The rankings will go up soon. Check out idparmy.com. Join the Patreon. Play underdog fantasy with us. Winning some money over there. We had a profitable week this week. Not a lot of money, but profit's profit. We'll take it. We're going to dump it right back into the battle royale for this next week. Um, I'll be putting up some content on that in the next 48 hours. Telling you all my favorite guys to draft why i like drafting them teams that i like and just maybe some players that i'm avoiding and all that and then maybe show you some over underlines that i like for the week as well so uh yeah i appreciate everyone that's been here thanks for rocking with us like i said share this content with people i know it's good but what do they say in the bible as they don't hide your light under a hill you know or under a basket you know share it with the world let your little light shine out there all right for the idp army all right that's all for me y'all take her easy